the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Thursday evening, New York City. Alex behind the boards. Sam Molino blowing his nose. It's a whole other story. Um, let's see. 877-970-2999. 877-970-970-2999. If you want to talk about any of the gun control stuff, you can uh, give us a call. There was a big, big, big Supreme Court ruling today. Uh, and I was uh, I was pre-taped a little Bill O'Reilly show earlier today. And... Uh, Going to have a little popping up on a couple of little media outlets, but um, let's talk about it for a second, uh, or more than a second. Let's talk about how the governor and the mayor, um, they, they freaked out pretty good, pretty fast. Um, let's start off with, with uh, cut number five, Alex. We cannot allow New York to become the wild, wild west. That is unacceptable. It's clearly reached a point where we won't have any sleep. Oh, that was the mayor of the city of New York this afternoon at his news conference. Hit number seven. While we're still analyzing the decision, we can say with certainty, uh, this decision has made every single one of us less safe from gun violence. And let's hear what NYPD Commissioner um, Sewell had to say about this ruling. If you have a premise permit, it does not automatically convert to a carry permit. If you carry a gun illegally in New York City, you will be arrested. Well, there you go. She made that pretty clear. So obviously uh, the mayor was there with his counsel, Brendan McGuire. There was a news conference right in City Hall where I was yesterday right before I came on the show. And, um, you know, they're they're freaking out pretty good. I, I don't know if they're right or wrong. Uh, I know when I was talking to Detective Phil Grimaldi yesterday, he didn't seem too enthusiastic about everybody walking around with a, a sidearm. Uh, neither did actually Paul DiGiacomo, uh, who was the president of the Detective Endowment Association. But so here's what the what Justice Thomas said. He relied on precedent, which is kind of funny because tomorrow or next week when they're probably going to overturn Roe v. Wade, they're going to throw precedent out the window, uh, which the precedent would be the, uh, the relying on Roe v. Wade. Um, here, they're relying on the Heller decision, H-E-L-L-E-R, and that's a decision that was written by Justice Antonin Scalia, and uh, he had said that that was the decision of probably of which he was the most proud. 
Uh, number one, he was an avid hunter and he's a big gun guy, uh, as is Justice Clarence Thomas. Uh, but, you know, what's interesting is Justice Scalia did put in there that, you know, you could have a gun in your house. Heller had to do with everyone's allowed to have a gun in their house. Um, and this, I think the great exact quote was these, these, this decision does not stop local municipalities from having their own restrictions. So Scalia's ruling said you should be able to have a gun in your house, but municipalities, localities are able to put some restrictions on there. What Justice Clarence Thomas and five of his colleagues on the bench have now said is that, well, we really can't put the type of restrictions on gun ownership that New York has put. And let's face it, New York has put severe, severe gun restrictions on citizens. Um, and it's interesting. Someone said to me, a detective, a current detective, said, you know, Howard Stern is allowed to have uh, a gun because he is uh, so unique and the threats around him are so strong and, and legitimate but, you know, a, a, a guy who works on 47th Street away from our, our office who's carrying around diamonds in his pocket worth millions of dollars can't have a gun permit. And what the detective pointed out is Howard Stern, who's worth probably close to a billion dollars, he could easily afford afford to pay armed guards, uh, off-duty police officers, whereas the guy who's even the guy who's selling diamonds and pr- presumably making a decent profit, doesn't have the money to have a 24-hour, 365 armed guard around him. Bottom line is, in New York, it became so difficult to obtain a gun license. Uh, And I think that's why this ruling came down, why it became... Because in the decisions, if you read the actual uh, briefs, they cite the New York Rifle and Pistol Association... They cite all different types of applications that have been made to have a carry permit that were denied, 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 denied. Now, I can tell you a lot of this happened under the Bloomberg administration through through one PP, one police plaza, because it was part of their efforts to get guns off the street. And obviously, Mayor Adams, who's a cop for 22 years, you know, you can't poo poo that. He wasn't a cop for like five minutes. He was a cop for 22 years. Um he obviously thinks that this is a big problem. I personally, I don't like the results of this decision. Uh, you know, what, what Clarence Thomas writes in the uh, opinion is that you can't, uh, you can't just say that Manhattan, because it's a crowded place, is a special area where no one's allowed to have a gun. I, I, I disagree with him. I do. I disagree with him. I think you can say Manhattan. I think Manhattan per square footage is maybe the most populated city definitely in America. Um, You know, you look at Dallas or Phoenix, Arizona, uh, people are much more spread out than they are in the 8.8 million people uh, in the five boroughs. But specifically in Manhattan, here's my fear. A very law-abiding, qualified human being gets a gun. And there's another very qualified human being that has a gun and they get into some sort of altercation. And let's not be ignorant as someone who's been in the criminal justice system for a long time. Alcohol gets involved, right? Cops are not supposed to go into a bar wearing a gun off duty. 
So now you're drinking. Now you get into a fight. Someone says to your wife, oh, nice butt or nice boobs or something like that. It gets heated. Now you got two schmucks outside drinking outside a bar. They both have guns. The likelihood of them hitting each other is probably 25%. The likelihood of them hitting something or someone else is much higher than that. That's my fear from a legit, like a practical point of view. Basing it on the law, being a lawyer, I, I haven't read all of uh, Justice Breyer's dissent, but Justice Breyer, who's been on the court forever, and uh, I mean thirty some odd years, and these this is, these are his last decisions. He's retiring now. Uh, he write he wrote a stinging dissent, saying you know it's interesting, although. Uh, the chief, uh, the Justice Thomas wrote about uh, Manhattan. He never uses the word subway once in his 63-page uh, opinion. They did leave room so that, technically speaking, the court now has reversed, has sent it back down to the lower court to say, like, you know, figure this out. But you can't just have these hardcore restrictions on gun ownership. The rules in these six states are Rhode Island, California, New York, New Jersey, Washington, D.C. I forget what the other one was, but there's one more in there. Um, Massachusetts. Um, It's the, the, the state constitutions there say you may get a gun. Forty three other states say you shall get a gun. And that was a differentiation he made. In 43 other states, you're allowed to have a carry permit without jumping through the kinds of hoops that New York has made you jump through. But so from a legal standpoint, you could say that Justice Thomas is on significant ground. Basically, he's basing it on the Heller decision, which is Justice Scalia's opinion, saying you could have a gun in your house. It's the Second Amendment. If you read all 27 words of the Second Amendment and you parse them out from the perspective of how they were written in uh, at the time of the Bill of Rights, it made it pretty clear, at least according to Justice Scalia in the Heller decision, that you should be able to bear arms. And um, uh, Justice Thomas is piggybacking on that and saying it doesn't just mean in your home it means when you're walking around as well we are i i had a trip to rikers island today i'm going to talk about that with uh the chief of the correction officers union and then we're going to have rob astorino on who's running for governor and then uh towards the end of the show i'm sure we're going to get into talking a little bit about law so don't go away So talking about the law, you know, the law affects all of us in so many ways. And obviously this gun decision is one of them. But one that hopefully will affect you a little bit more, your family a little bit more, has to do with your estate. It has to do with your uh, your belongings, your finances, um, your real estate, if you have any, when you're no longer here or if you're incapacitated. What happens then? We all have so many questions on this topic, including me. I have questions on this topic. So who do you turn to? You turn to Mike Connors at Connors and Sullivan, and he's making it so easy for you. Next week, Monday, this Monday coming up, 
June 27th at Buckley's in Marine Park at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Mike Connors will be there answering your questions and giving you information. Tuesday, June 28th at Conley's Corner in Maspeth, Queens at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Mike Connors will be there to educate you and answer your questions. Wednesday, June 29th at the Greenhouse Cafe in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn at 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Mike Connors will be there to educate you and answer your questions. And if you can't make one of those three dates, he'll be back out in Queens on Thursday, June the 30th at the Adria Hotel in Bayside, Queens at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. And if for some reason you're so busy that you can't make one of those appointments, you can call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500 and you'll get your own free office consultation with a lawyer. That's 718-238-6500. And don't forget, folks, as Mike Connors always says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Keep your body moving with powerful nutrients to support your joints and overall mobility. Invite Health is here to save the day and your body with the best-selling Cartilage HX. Cartilage HX helps to maintain the health of your cartilage and promotes flexibility and mobility. This powerful formulation provides a patented form of type 2 collagen called UC2 that has been shown in clinical studies to promote joint comfort and strong, healthy bones. Just listen to what some Invite Health customers in the tri-state area are saying about Cartilage HX. I had a problem with my left knee and had to take baby steps going up the stairs. I'm almost normal now. Miracle. When I climb the stairs, my knees no longer hurt. Stay active with the help of Cartilage HX. Buy one bottle, get the other free, plus free shipping today. Call 800-673-2345 now to order. Again, that's 800-673-2345. 800-673-2345. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-27. I hope you don't mind that tune. I mean, I hope you like that tune, man. Come on. A little jailhouse rock. Is that all right there, Mr. President? It's all good, Arthur. It's all good. Welcome uh, welcome back to the show, the president of the Correction Officers Union. Uh, I got to grace one of your uh, facilities today. I was out at Rikers. Uh, I, I'm lucky because it seems like every time I'm there, it's a beautiful day. And uh, it's just a, it's, it is an island. Uh, you're surrounded by water. And it's, it's actually when I park in the lot and I get out, I'm like, wow, it's really nice over here. Um, how are you doing there, uh, Mr. Basio? You know, we're hanging in there. Still dealing with this 
staffing crisis, um, you know, long hours of work. We finally got some new good good press. Um, the mayor came to visit us. Yeah, tell us, uh, tell us about that. I know yeah. the mayor was there yesterday. I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't even go yesterday. I'm sure it was a little a little different yesterday than it was today. Although there was a group of judges uh, there today touring uh, the Rose M. Singer facility where I was. Uh, I, and I asked them, and I didn't know this, but they said every year or every other year the judges have to tour uh, to tour Rikers. So I think that's a good idea. Uh, but tell me, tell me about yesterday. Tell me about the mayor's visit and and what 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 the outcome of is that of that was. Um, the mayor visited a couple of facilities um, to see some of the inmate programming that was going on. Um, he also basically put out a, a press release. Um, with the media um, supporting us in finding 2,700 weapons um, since January of this year, since they basically took over uh, his administration. So um, he gave us um, high praise. We're grateful for that because, as you know, we've been getting killed in the media with these false narratives that are out there about us. And finally, we have a mayor that supports us. And basically, you know, took questions from the media, you know, and did the right thing by correction officers. Well, and and what changed that? Why were you guys able to get all those weapons uh, out of, uh, I guess, in the cells or on the, the, did you guys change any procedures? I know that there are more people back to work now than there were before. Why are things getting better at uh, the, the Department of Corrections and everything you guys have been up to? Well, our new commissioner has basically gotten gotten us back to basics, uh, security-minded, took a lot of advice that we gave him when he first came through the door. He has law enforcement experience, so he understands us more than most. You know, the prior administration didn't do tactical search operations, which is basically you take the search teams and you go into facilities and you basically search the jail from top to bottom. Um, you know, we have a special search team that doesn't get enough recognition um, that they that they so rightfully deserve. And we basically go in there and search these housing areas from top to bottom, which was um, not happening before. So this is the reason why we found so many weapons, because searches weren't being done. Obviously, we have a staffing crisis where um, we have unmanned areas. So the infrastructure of Rikers is basically falling apart. And inmates are breaking plexiglass and sharpening them and making makeshift weapons out of metal and, you know, pieces that are just, they're breaking off and making these weapons. And when we have unmanned areas, basically the inmates get to go in and sell and sharpen these, these weapons. That's why it's so crucial for us to get uh, our staffing levels up to where they need to be. And we appreciate also that the mayor put in close to 600 officers in the budget But unfortunately, our beloved city council, some of the city council members did not um, approve that. And we ended up losing that funding. You know, they keep defunding us. They keep expecting us to do more with less. And we just can't. You know, you know, we're working tons amount of hours of overtime because of the staffing crisis. And I don't know what more they expect of us. You know, our quality of life is just, you know, down the tubes because we spend so much time at work, so many hours at work. And that's, you know, that also contributes to as to why my members are out sick. You put in that many hours of overtime, you know, you get assaulted. I mean, it's it's just crazy. So we're talking to Benny Basio, who is the the president of the Correction Officers Benevolent Association. And um, I have to say, Benny, I'm not looking to contradict you, but every... (laughs) 
everyone who I encountered, and I, I probably encountered 20 different officers today, they couldn't have been nicer. Um, they were actually in, seemed to be in pretty good moods. We were joking about food and clothes, and I got some compliments on my dress, and I gave them some compliments on their their headgear. And, and uh, But in terms of the infrastructure breaking down, that I would agree with you on. I mean, first of all, very simply, the whole place needs a paint job uh, and probably could use some new flooring. But I will say there was a lot of construct, like major, major construction going on because, you know, I got to go on the buses all around. I'm not a big shot like you and get picked up and, uh, you know, go directly to one facility. So I got to get a little tour to get to the, the, the housing unit I need to get to. But there's like major like dump trucks and cranes and stuff going on. What 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 are we doing over at Rikers? I mean, it all depends on where you went. You know, they're they're rebuilding certain areas. Obviously, they they fixing a lot of the cell doors, which were crucial to uh, before. You know, the the, um, the like I said, the prior administration basically did nothing for us. You know, broken cell doors, inmates get to pop out of cells. So there's construction going on in these facilities, like um, that that are very necessary for us, obviously, to keep everybody safe. But you know, look, Arthur. It's no secret. We need manpower and um, we need correction officers quick, fast. Um, it's been a very sad situation for us and the amount of hours that we've been working. And we need we need help from our elected officials. We definitely do, because they, they're just they've they basically don't care about us. They've turned their back on us. And, you know, even the public advocate, you know, and I think. You know, Jamani Williams doesn't realize that he advocates for us as well, but it seems like he advocates more for the for the inmates that are, you know, accused of committing crimes than he does for us. He wants to uh, introduce a new bill that would basically eliminate us from separating violent offenders, um, you know, that, that commit crimes in jail and assault us. And we need help. We need help. You know, these some of these far left politicians, I mean, I don't know what world they think that we live in. And as you can see, all the crime wave that's going on in New York City, we, we need help. We need people to reach out to their city council members and tell them, look, please, we need the city to hire more correctional. So was the money. So you said the mayor was putting put it in the budget. Did the city council. So it's gone. In other words, you guys can't hire. You're like in a hiring freeze right now. Yeah, well, you know, he put in about 578 officers in the in the budget, and right. they basically didn't approve it. You know, they said we, we're not hiring any more correction officers, but yet they want us to continue to give the inmate programs, which we have no problem doing. You know, but some of these programs in the schools require 30 additional officers to run these programs. And they want to do everything that benefits correct um, inmates, but not benefit, you know, the livelihoods of my members, the, the hardworking correction officers behind the gate. It's truly the same. So basically, they said they, they held their ground and said, we're not passing the budget unless you take these officers out. And, you know, some some back and forth went. But we ended up not getting the funding for the correction officers that we desperately need. But if people want to apply, uh, basically be due to attrition, so obviously you have some correction officers who are going to retire because of age. Um, is is there a line right now for you to hire more officers if they apply? Yes, we can hire. We can hire more officers based on the attrition numbers. But like I said, you know, they continuously add responsibilities to us, but don't want to fund us, and it just doesn't make sense. We have a lot of mental, mentally ill inmates in our yeah, custody. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, and a that, lot. That's an understatement, yeah. Benny Basio. <laughs> that's an understatement. Right, but 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 what I think the city council doesn't understand is that every suicide watch inmate 
requires one additional officer to watch that inmate on a one-to-one all day. So you, if you have four suicide watches in a, in a housing area, technically you're supposed to have four additional correction officers watching them. And then, you know, they wonder why sometimes we don't have the manpower. There's unmanned areas and we have, you know, unfortunate people, people die in our custody. And every death is tragic. And, and our hearts go out to the family members of, of the, the loved ones that they lost. Um you know, look, we, we need medical. A lot of people come in also with pre-existing conditions. Right. You know, Diabetes and, and right. heart you know, And then people hear another inmate died on Rikers Island and they think like we're murdering people on Rikers. And, you know, that's just not the case. You know, we, we have a lot of sick inmates that come in our custody. Um, you know, and like I said, the, the media that we get has been very unfavorable, as you know, and it was a breath of fresh air to finally get some positive press, at least uh, recognizing us for doing the job that we do day in and day out. You know, um, I commend my members for, for, you know, doing a great job every single day. And, and I'm sorry, you know, that we don't get the credit that we just so rightfully well, deserve. I, I'm giving you the credit. As I said, I was there today, and um, I, you know, I was treated very well. I didn't really have to wait very long any anywhere along the way. And although the facility was a little rough, but, you know, the city council members who cut your budget, who want to help, even the ones who want to help the inmates, a couple of the people I spoke to today who are inmates there, they said, we haven't been able to get much yard time to go outside because they said they don't just have, they just don't have the staffing to let us go outside, so they don't realize if they hire more more uh, uh, Coba officers, that uh, they would actually maybe giving the, be- the the inmates who they seem to want to benefit uh, a, a better experience inside. Betty Basio, thank you so much for finding the time, and thank you for your hard work on behalf of your members and and for all of your members what they do for the city of New York. It's greatly appreciated. Plus, I really appreciate your support always, man. Thank all right, man. We'll be talking to you real soon. All right, folks, quick break. We'll be right back. So let's talk about my favorite paint woman in the whole world, Susan from Rhino Shield. That's correct. You are, Oh, and you know what's so funny? I have one of those apps where it like pops up the, the pictures of the day. And one of the pictures of the day, I think from 2018, um, was a swath, a little swath of my house. I think is that the right word? That's like a two different colors of gray. And so I think it was in 2018 when Susan came and uh, she showed me what what my house would look like if it was this lighter color gray and this darker color gray. And um, it was um, it was it's very cool that it just happened to pop up in my memories uh, picture thing. I have zero regrets about using the Rhino Shield spray-on product that is 10 times thicker than paint. The cool part about it is there's this, like, 25-year warranty that's a transferable even if you sell the house. And if there's any issue, uh, like if there's any chipping or cracking or mold or mildew, you just call up Rhino Shield at 877-744-6608, and they'll come back and fix it. Um, when was the last time someone who painted the outside of your house gave you a 25-year warranty? So, uh, and as I told you, Rhino Shield lowers your energy costs because it holds the hot air in in the wintertime and the cool air in in the summertime. It's like another level of insulation. And right now, Susan is offering no payments, no interest financing for one year. That along with the strongest discount yet, 20% off for anyone who simply requests a free quote by June the 30th. 
Call today and lock in your 20% discount. Call Susan. Tell her Arthur told me to call 877-744-6608, 877-744-6608, or go to rhinoshieldofnewyork.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough, coming up tonight at 7 o'clock, the AM 970 Decision 22 GOP Primary Gubernatorial Forum Exclusive. Imran Ansari, Kevin McCullough with you, moderating tonight's discussion between the three main candidates before their election on Tuesday. Join us tonight at 7. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8 on AM 970. The answer. A journey to Israel this November will impact you forever. Join Sebastian Gorka, Dinesh D'Souza, and our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, for 10 life-changing days. Register today at StandWithIsraelTour.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Well, we have some breaking news in the world of baseball. Uh, Ole Miss, just uh, their their pitcher, Dylan DeLucia, now, which is very close to my grandmother's name, DeLuca, he just pitched a complete game, 2-0 shutout of Arkansas, and Ole Miss will face Oklahoma in uh, the uh, College World Series. That's the final. So uh, Ole Miss, who was not even ranked, they were not even ranked uh, going into the playoffs, and they've been on a roll for like the last, I don't know, month. I, I know this doesn't mean a lot to many of you. Like, come on, Idala, we have the Yankees and the Mets, the two number one teams in their respective leagues. But, you know, growing up in the city, and we're going to get to Rob Astorino for a second, in a second, um, who's a great guest, so I don't want to take too much time from him, but... Um, you know, I did college didn't college sports weren't a big deal. I mean, St. John's basketball because um, Chris Mullen was there when I was in school, and he had the whole thing with with um, Patrick Ewing. Thank you, Alex. Uh, but you know, so then I became friends with Shep, and he's this old Miss like lunatic fan. And so now I kind of follow Ole Miss. Um, and tonight, speaking of Miss, um, I'll be missing going to the Yankee game um, where Emilio and Christina are heading. But um, I'll be watching it at, at Bitter's house with a bunch of my buddies. Um, speaking of bitter, a lot of people are bitter uh, about this decision that came down from the Supreme Court of the United States. And one of the people who uh, wants to be the governor of the state of New York is Mr. Astorino. So, Governor Astorino to be, um, what do you think about the Supreme Court of the United States uh, decision today? Well, first off, Arthur, I'm the old miss in this race. 
<laughs> okay, that, that's, that's I started true. off unranked, and all of a sudden I'm heading to the championship game on Tuesday, and I'm going to win it. <laughs> well, go for it, my man. Go for it. <laughs> uh, look, the not everyone agrees with the decision or any decision the Supreme Court makes, but it is the law, and I think they're right because New York especially, if you've been trying to get a pistol permit or, or further, a concealed carry permit – you have to prove to the government, to a judge, why you can have it when it's the opposite. And right. that's what the Supreme Court said. Wait a minute. The, the, the proof is not on the individual has this constitutional right. It's on the government to prove that this individual who has this right should not have it. And that should be the rare exception. It should not be the rule. And it's become the rule in New York. Yeah, and, 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 you're, and you're right, Rob Astorino. Yeah, I, I think you just summarized it very better than I did in the first segment. Uh, and and I, I agree with you. It's just from, you know, Justice Thomas says, you know, Manhattan can't be the exception just because it's crowded. Right. I, I you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to go with Justice Thomas on that one, because it is Manhattan is very unique in the, on the planet Earth. It's unique. Um I don't know. How does Governor Astorino feel about everyone on the subways, everyone walking around Times Square and Union Square, you know, with a sidearm on them? Well, how do you feel right now walking on the subways knowing that there are criminals that have their guns and they don't care what the law is? That's what makes them a criminal. But I and they've I, got those guns illegally. I guess now, I have confidence in the NYPD to handle that but situation. But they're not there all the time. They're not there to protect the person that's, you know, getting thrown into the subways or hitting with the hammer or someone who robs you and takes out their gun. Um, they're certainly not there in rural areas or they weren't there to protect the schools. You know, so w what happens is people become uneasy with the object, right? They become uneasy with True. a gun if they've never held a gun or True. Uh, obviously a gun is a very uh, deadly weapon, but so too are cars and many other things. But th the fact is y you, are a sitting duck in areas where criminals know that you are not permitted to fight back. Uh, you are not permitted to have a, an equalizer. And we've seen that in these schools, clearly. These are gun-free zones. These aren't force fields. These are laws that they completely ignore. And look, you know, good, honest Americans, good, honest gun owners, and I know, you know, I'm one. I'll never use it, hopefully, in my life you know, in a situation, I'm not going to be walking around being a vigilante. Um, but if somebody is going to attack me, um, I want to have that right. And let me tell you something. If you look up the, the number of pistol permit applications, you know what it is? It's women by far now are the number one applicants, women and minorities, uh, because they feel like they're not being protected. Like they have to take care of themselves at times. And sometimes that is the case. So, um, I, I totally disagree that it's going to be the OK Corral. Bullets are going to be flying. You know, you know that's that. You right. know, that's what the mayor. That's already and, happening. You know, well, <laughs> well, to a degree. And it's not the good guys. But you know that that's yeah. But I, and Rob, I, I, I want to give you more time on the airways to talk about your other platform. But sure. you know, not that long ago, and it really, obviously, it started with Giuliani, but it, it really hunkered down in the Bloomberg administration. Where they that's why this case went to the Supreme Court. It was really the Bloomberg administration that tightened the ability to get guns and made, made it so difficult. 
He also made the five DAs promise him that anyone got caught with an illegal gun had had to go to jail for two years. That's why Plexico Burris, after winning the Super Bowl and being a, a hero here, went to jail for two years. But it worked, Rob Astorino. It was the lowest crime was in the history of, of, of recording crime. Well, but it, but it was other things, too. It was stop, question, and frisk. that took guns off the street. It was attacking the crime zones. Going after drug dealers, right? But, but the, but the, the guns were gone. But the, the guns were gone, and and that's that's when New York was its safest. So again, I don't. I want to make sure you got some time to talk about other things. No, you, sure, sure, sure. You're such a smart well, guy. Know, I can talk about. By the way, I can talk about this with you all day. Go ahead. Uh, I'm a concealed carry permit holder. Yesterday, if I wandered into the Bronx across the Westchester line, I could have been a felon. A felon. And um, and yet I would have needed it the most in certain areas of New York City, right, where they're the most violent. Um, and today I have that right restored um, because, you know, are we one state? Are we one country? Or we set up zones where you can and can't uh, as legal citizens. And again, the criminals have no regard whatsoever for boundaries, for laws, for permits, for any of this stuff. And you were right. You know, they were at one point prosecuting. They're not. Those those illegal possessions of, of a weapon are being dropped left and right by district attorneys uh, on the criminals. And and every time, you know, states like New York, they set their start, their targets on legal gun owners and making it harder and harder and harder. So New York did this to itself. I have, you know, they, they did it to itself. I, I know people I on waiting lists for a year or two to get an appointment. I agree. You know, so... Let me ask you this anyway. question. I want to hear what Governor Astorino, after he wins the primary, after he, he beats whoever wins the Democratic primary, now it's January 1, 2023, and you <laughs> pop the champagne, you've been sworn in. What Now what do you do? So the oath of office is midnight. That should take about a minute. I'm then going to hug my wife and kids, pet the dogs. I'm sure they'll be with us. <laughs> and then at about 12.05, I am going to um, rename the Cuomo Bridge the Tappan Zee Bridge. <laughs> back to where it should be. And then immediately I'm going to get back to work on um, you know, getting rid of this no-cash bail law start working uh, feverishly on lowering taxes and, and holding the line and spending or cutting it and, and getting us back to normal, ending all these COVID mandates. Look at oh, Biden again saying, oh, we're going to get into another pandemic. You know, there's uh, bills that went out today from the health department requiring all summer campers to be wearing a mask, to be vaccinated. They've changed the rule of what is an up-to-date vaccination. Kids must be vaccinated and boosted if if um, their vaccination was X amount of time ago. This is insanity we're dealing with right now. So all these mandates need to go so we can get back to normal. Okay, so let me let me call you out on one thing. Mario Mario Cuomo was a a three term (laughs) governor. And had nothing to do with the Tappan Zee Bridge. I would name something for him in Queens appropriately. Okay. Well, I mean, but the, yeah. but they did. I mean, he he was the governor of the whole state, and so I think you know he's. I I, I, I my heart wasn't thrilled when they made, named the Tappan Zee Bridge, but I don't agree with like, well, let's get back at Andrew by hurting his father or his mother. That's like yeah, but it wasn't after. You know what it was? What's it called? It's called the Cuomo Bridge. Why? Because Andrew wanted it to be after his last name. It was done, and you know there was such a visceral reaction, Arthur. Honestly, wherever I go. People applaud the loudest about that because it was so typical 
of of New York, right. it was, three men in a room, nobody in the public gets to know anything, and the, how they did this. Cuomo built a bridge, and I gave him credit for building the Tappan Zee, the, the new Tappan Zee Bridge. And um, but then in the middle of the night, he wanted it named after himself, really. So he found a way. He said, well, I'll name it after Mario, but it'll be called the Cuomo Bridge. But isn't that kind of how I mean, Cuomo. the David Dinkins building just popped up. They have naming something after Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It just there's not like usually not public hearings. The Koch Bridge, the carry Tunnel. Isn't that kind of how it really always works, Rob? You no, know, usually the, the public is given notice. You have some process. But more than that. It's symbolic of where that person actually grew up or that person had a, a meaningful, I agree um, with that. positive, you know, I, so I, I that's why, that. and I've always said this, I said, I, I will name something in Queens that is significant to the Cuomo family, you know, where they, they grew up and where he started. Um, I'm not doing it to be bitter or obnoxious. I'm doing it because, you know, they took a historical name off a bridge and it was done so improperly at three in the morning that nobody even knew about it. Let so, me ask you this question. What would you do regarding education? I'm a huge proponent of charter schools. Uh, I'm a proponent of um, investing in, in families and kids and not systems. Our system is broken. We spend I think it's $28,000 per pupil, uh, which is so far above the national average. And we're falling further and further behind. So we have a 6% loss in public education students uh, in the last year because parents are like getting really frustrated at the crap that their kids are being taught and they're not being taught the basics, you know, the basic curriculum, the reading, writing, and the arithmetic anymore uh, to, a, to a degree that we should expect. They're being taught, you know, gender ideology nonsense, among other things. I think we've got to, you know, get back to less powerful unions and more powerful parents. So I'm in favor of education investment tax credits, which I think will help our private schools and our parochial schools. I do want um, specialized schools and, and gifted and talented programs. We have to be, you know, accelerating their learning and, you know, aiming high, not pulling those that are achieving down so we can have, quote, equity. I mean, that's such, that's such nonsense. But we also have to have programs for kids who aren't college-bound. They, they can have a wonderful career with the trades or uh, many other opportunities, and it shouldn't, they shouldn't be pressured, and everything shouldn't be just, let's get them into that, college. You know, that, that's, that's, a, that, that, that's a great point. And, um, and I do applaud Mayor Adams for trying to identify kids who are dyslexic or have learning disabilities mm-hmm. and getting them on the right track. Rob Estorino, I'm assuming you're not going to be uh, like hanging out on the beach this weekend and uh, chilling your feet. So, <laughs> so good luck <laughs> pounding the pavement, making the phone calls, doing what needs to be done. Good luck on Tuesday. And uh, we'd love to have you back on the show one way or the other because you're such a smart guy. You got it, Arthur. Thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Be well, Rob Astorino. All right, quick break. We'll be back with Brian, who's got some comments, and we'll wrap up the show before we head to Bitter's house. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732 863 
Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Now, the three-week quick start is still discounted to only $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day to see whether relief factor can get you out of pain. After that, we're talking about less than the cost of a cup of coffee a day for you to stay out of pain. Over 70% of those who order the three-week quick start go on to order more. You see the doctors who formulated relief factor? Well, they selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients, that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's right. Each of the four ingredients deals with inflammation from a different metabolic pathway. Four different angles. So if you've got back, shoulder, neck, hip, foot, knee pain from exercise or just getting older, consider ordering the three-week quick start. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five. dollars ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Real estate is hot. Condos, co-ops, single and multifamily homes, as well as business properties. And there's never been a better time to know what forces are driving the real estate market. Knowledge is power. AM 970, The Answer is proud to present Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America, keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts and guided by its host, one of the most knowledgeable voices in the industry, Douglas Elements Vice Chair, the world-famous Dottie Herman. If you're thinking about buying or selling a property or both, tune in to Ion Real Estate with Dottie Herman. Sponsored by Citizens Bank on AM 970, The Answer. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Duran Duran. All right. I never was able to do my hair that way. Um, let's see. Derek writes to me, a great day for the Constitution and a great day for individual liberty and individual responsibility should be celebrated. You know, you can't disagree with that, right? A great day for the Constitution. Okay, the Constitution, that document, as Scalia would call it, the enduring Constitution it's not dead. It's not alive. It's enduring. A great day for individual liberty and individual responsibility. So we all want individual liberty and we all want individual responsibility. But what happens, Derek, to the people who abuse that liberty and aren't responsible? I think that's the question. If you said, oh, everyone who was going to go in and purchase a weapon and walk around with it, um, 
was going to be responsible. There was some sort of guarantee. I don't think you know anyone would have an issue with this. It's the people who are not going to be responsible. And maybe it's because of my line of work. Like, I focus on uh, the booze. I really do. I focus on people drinking and uh, doing, you know, stupid stuff with a gun on their hip. That's what scares me. I, uh, You know, my office in Manhattan, I don't even know. I, were there six or six bars on my block on, on my my home in Bay Ridge on 3rd Avenue. There's more bars than you can count. Uh, that makes me nervous. Uh, I wonder what Derek would feel if there was a rule that said, you know, you can't you can't drink and drive, right? Astorino said, well, you can kill people with a car. Okay. And so we say you can't drink and drive. Do we say if the police are allowed, you walk out of a bar, you could, you could blow? And if you blow and you blow over the .08 and you have a weapon on you, is it a crime? I'm down for that. I'm down for that right now. I'm going to text Brendan McGuire, the chief counsel to the mayor, and tell him I think that should be part of the law. You agree? Disagree? Brian. Brian from Staten Island. Brian is Arthur Idala. What do you think about that? That if a police officer sees a guy on the street who appears to be, has uh, probable cause to believe he's, he's intoxicated and he's got a weapon on him, uh, a legal weapon on him, and you blow and you blow past the, past the .08 where you're not allowed to drive a car uh, and you're, we'd be arrested if you were driving a car. Should you be arrested for carrying a sidearm? Absolutely, you're breaking the law. You should be. You know, you have to have constraints. You just can't put a gun on your side and do whatever you want. It's a different mindset when you carry a weapon. And they're perfect, for instance, let's say you're driving and, and, and somebody cuts you off and, and then you want to cut them off and then you pull over and you want to fight. Different mindset. Hey, maybe he has a gun. I have a gun. I don't want to shoot him. It's not worth it. I'm not going to do it. You also have to remember police officers. There's a lot of cops that have never pulled their guns out of their uh, holsters in the 20 years they've been on the job. So why are we being looked at? It's like the Wild West. Well, I don't I, understand that. I, well, I think, look, and, and this this story has just begun, right? I mean, we're going to see what the legislature comes up with. I'm surprised Hochul said she's going to call the legislature back into session after July 4th. I thought she was going to try to do it like tomorrow. So to influence the election to some degree. But uh, the the concern, I think, is that people who look, Hochul was worried about it being the wild, wild west. Adams is worried about being the wild, wild west. Is this just is this a political thing? Is this left versus right? And they're just, you know, overreacting? Or is it what, you know, Justice um, Breyer wrote and said Justice uh, Thomas didn't write anything in the opinion about subways and being in close quarters and someone who doesn't get the training that a police officer gets, constant training? Uh, are they going to discharge their weapon in the subway where the likelihood of hitting your target is so low, but hitting someone else is so high? It's a big responsibility. It is a big responsibility. It's a very big responsibility. And, you know, most people will think twice about doing it. You get the people that doesn't matter. They pull out their gun. They're criminals, just like the rest of the criminals that get guns. You have responsible people in this world. Give the people the responsibility to be able to protect themselves. And also, I wrote an email to you addressing this exact scenario. I wish you would read it. 
I, I, I'll put it on the top of my list, Brian, is I'm usually, until about 5.15, 5.30, I'm usually pretty focused on being a lawyer, and then, and then I go into radio mode, so I'll see what I can do. All right, Brian, you have a good afternoon. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Well, it was a, uh, a big day today in uh, Washington, D.C., in the Supreme Court. This, this ruling really affects uh, a very few states in the United States of America. But we're one of them. We're one of the big ones. And you're going to see a lot of legislation uh, on this going forward. Uh, you're going to see state legislation. You're going to see city legislation. And uh, I believe that everyone's heart is in the right place. I may be in the minority in, in thinking that way. But I do think uh, Mayor Adams, again, he's a 22-year veteran of the NYPD. You can't just, he left as a captain. You can't, like, minimize, oh, what does he know what he's talking about? I don't remember any other mayor, if there was another mayor who had that type of experience. Um, and again, I'm just basing it on reality and, and the past, the facts. The facts are when the gun laws were the toughest and the tightest, it's when the city was statistically the safest. And that wasn't 100 years ago. It was five years ago, four years ago. So, you know, we got to keep that in the front of our minds. We shall see what happens. I mean, I love it. I think we're, you know... I believe the Supreme Court is sitting also on Monday, so they're going to wait for that last case of the abortion case. Uh, I, I would guess until Monday. They hit this the gun case today. The abortion case will be on Monday. Tomorrow, I think we're going to be broadcasting from Long Island. I'm hoping to have a couple of guests, special guests on as well. I hope you have a great Thursday night. I'm going to go meet up with a couple of my buddies and go up onto a roof deck and maybe eat a little meat. And drink a little red wine. So God bless you from New York on a Thursday evening, 6.57 p.m. Keep fighting a good fight, baby. We are New York strong. See you tomorrow. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.